What's Shaken Parkinson's podcast, where we explore information to learn about and to offer you a bi-weekly insight into the world of Parkinson's disease. Thanks for joining. Frank, I'm doing well. Good. Happy good be, Saturday. Yeah, good to be back in a comfortable spot. Yeah, it's been, uh, it's been, I think, about three weeks since we've sat together. Um, you've had some challenges during that time that have kind of, you know, held up our, our current edition right here. So I'm glad we're able to get back together and, and get you in the room. Yeah, I'm real glad. Although, you, you, you know, you probably needed like a, like a bunch of medical equipment to get me in the room. Just a crane. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like ridiculous, Frank. I mean, um, they haven't found out my DBS yet, like where I should be, but they're getting closer. I had a very good session with, with Ratliff um, this past Wednesday. Nice. And he, he did some things, and I was feeling a lot better. And then, like, all of a sudden today, I woke up, and it's gone. And that's happened before. Uh-huh. Um, and they did tell you, you know, and we've said this a couple times, about six months is what you should plan on until, yeah. until things are fully settled in. Yeah, but, you know, I, I, I fell... At least, like, no exaggeration, twenty times in the past three weeks. Yeah. And um, and and ADAT was right on my rotor cuff, and um, I had to go to the hospital one day, and um, the doctor said, you know, you probably tore your rotor cuff. Yeah, rotator. Rotator cuff. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so I gotta get to check that like immediately. I mean, uh, and I wanted to get it done already, and. and I'm having problems because some hospitals don't have DBS equipment. That's what I understand. Brenda had told me that that uh, they can't do an MRI on you because of the DBS that they don't have a compatible system. Well, and we knew that when I had the operation. Oh, really? Yeah, we knew that. I mean, I, I was, you know, but um, but you know, you would think in Philadelphia, you know, with, with the old big hospitals, you'd have no problem. You would think. And um, you know, first we tried the St. Mary's and smaller hospitals. Right. And um, bottom line is, like, I got to get this done immediately. I mean, I'm in so much pain. I mean, it's my shoulder, it's, it's my back, it's just, like, I'm all screwed up. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I, I'm, all, I'm, all, I'm all screwed up, man. And it's very, it's very disenchanting. It's very, um, you know, I mean, I'm fighting the DBS to get that. And like I say, not fighting it, but, they're, 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 you know, I, I went to see Sharon mm-hmm. last week. For instance, how... He just handles, he, he's your surgeon. He just handles that. And you understand, I like this guy. I love sure. this guy. I said, he'll tell me the truth. He's a, he's a, any questions I have, he'll answer. And he'll tell me what's going on, what he can do, what he can't do. Yeah. She goes, Hal, he's a surgeon. She says, you want to go to him, we'll go to him. You know, she's appeasing me. Well, went to him. She walked out crying. She was so happy because um, he, he tells the truth. Uh-huh. And um, he's a great guy. And um, he said, how? He said, you know, you're going to get better. He goes, they don't even know probably 50% of, of, of the capability of this whole thing, this whole sure. DBS thing. He said, so, um, you know, he goes, you know, the doctors play with it and everything, but they, they don't know it. They don't know it as good as they can. But, right. you know, it takes time. It takes years and years and years. Yeah. So. Um, and, and it's um, a constant 
influx of new information. Right, you yeah. Years yeah. and years to learn to tweak the old system, and then things are constantly changing, and whatever you learn needs to always be yeah, updated. Up yeah, exactly, exactly. So, I mean, which is a great thing, sure. but where's the time, you know? Yeah. So, um, he said, hey, I'm going to get you fixed. He said, you know, I told you six months, but I'm going to get you fixed. I can't say when, but you're going to be okay. Good. And, um, you know, Brenda was in tears, and I felt great. Yeah. But, um, he didn't bring up any foods like uh, Chips Ahoy or Linguini or a case of Coca-Cola, as he did in our interview. No, 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 he was good. <laughs> but um, but he, he's great, and he's going to take care of me. Mm -hmm. and I'm expecting about two, three months. You know, I'll be okay. But, you know, now i got this damn rotor cuff issue, and um, i got to take care of that. And he's saying I should take care of that before I do other things. Sure. My 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 left knee is now a cantaloupe. Uh -huh. Size of a cantaloupe. It's, it's interesting. I fall the same way every time. Same angles and everything. Right. You know, it's very interesting. Um, it's not fun, but yeah, your center of balance goes off in the same direction. Yeah, every yeah, time. yeah, yeah. So um, so it's, like I say, it's neat. Mm -hmm. But someone else, I don't I don't care about neat. I want to take care of it. I hear you. I just want to get better, Frank. And it's it's um, it's very difficult, as you well know. Yeah. You know, I mean, um, I can now move my right arm exactly up to my belt. Hmm. And it doesn't get any higher. Um, I'm starting physical therapy. You know, I needed, I need some, you know, I, I'm goal-oriented. You know me well. Sure. And um, I need some goals. I need some, some things. And for the past couple of weeks, nothing was going on. Right. The doctors were trying to get information. Yeah, they, you're in waiting mode. You're yeah. in waiting mode. Yeah. And they were telling me, or they were t the doctors, not the doctors, the, um, the insurance people were holding back. So, you know, so I'm waiting for insurance, and, right. and, and then they, they tell you anything just to just get you off the phone. So, um, but it was, it was insurance. And, and I don't understand. I mean, I have all the problems. I have, I have, the, I have the coverage. I mean, mm -hmm. just let me go and get an MRI. But um, The equipment doesn't work. You know, and... and you know, I had an x-ray, but, you know, that doesn't show anything. Right. So the MRI will show everything. Just got to be in the right place to can do the service. And it's gotta be, yeah, now I got to find someone who's to, to, yeah. and, you know, and they told us, Carl told us that when we, you know, mm -hmm. that um, he's right up front. He goes, not everyone, you know, has these equipment sure. and everything. Sure, And we're like, okay, you know, but, you know, it's going to happen soon mm -hmm. enough. And, um and St. Mary's is a single location, you know, private hospital, whereas every other hospital area is a corporate multiple location. Yeah. They've got the big bucks to be uh, able to... Actually, St. Mary's just taken over by tenant. Yeah. Oh, it was? Yeah, yeah. They're, they're like a yeah. you know, big doo-doo also, like the rest yeah, yeah. of them. But, um, like every other industry. Yeah. But, um, but you know, I hope by the end of the week, my goal is to, um, to already do physical therapy, which I'm supposed to do twice this week. Um, someone came very highly recommended, and um, get my results of the MRI. Get awesome. the MRI and get it. And then I could go and start getting my direction. I need uh -huh. direction, you know. And if I have direction, I'm, I'm in a good place. Good. Even if it's not good news, at least I know I'm thinking starting something. Exactly. So exactly. you know, I got to start this and, and get it working. And um, yeah, I mean, my sh my shoulder and everything is killing me. Killing me. Yeah, that's but, a shame. Um, yeah. Yeah. And anything to you know, get you off track is never good. You know? Right. And you know, it just takes that much longer to get back on track, which you know, we know you're getting to. You know, um, 
the um, the physical end of things is kind of where we're going with our next season. Right, um, right. We should mention this is episode 10 we're, we're planning to uh, put out after our, our intro here. Yeah. Uh, we'll end our first season. It's an interview with Brenda and with Brian separately. Yeah. Um, you haven't heard, I don't think, I think you heard a little bit of Brian's. You haven't heard Brenda's yet. No, I haven't heard Brenda's. No. Brian's I know very little about. Right. So it comes surprise me. I no, just that's said, awesome. Yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to hearing that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and... Um, being that you're also going to physical therapy and we're talking a lot about some of the you know, additional physical ailments also is, is the great segue into our next season because that is about that. That's about taking care of yourself uh, and, and getting people around you to help you take care of yourself and, and get yourself better. Whereas our first season was more how the doctor is going to help yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. It was, you know, it was more of an introdu- introduction to us and to yeah. everything. Yeah, more hard to jerky a little life. bit. Yeah. But um, but yeah, I mean now you know, I'm in a different position, um, and uh, you know we're in a different position, and, and you know we we put up a nice little following. Yeah, no doubt. Oh, you'll be um, you'll love hearing this. We're over five hundred downloads. Oh, wonderful, yeah. wonderful. Yeah, wow, that's great. You're, you're doing awesome, bud. That's uh, team yeah. effort. Yeah, yeah, we're, yeah. A good, we're a good team. We've been a good team for a lot of years. Yeah, no doubt. Going. So but, uh, Brian and Brenda are going to um, talk about. You know, so uh, you know what went through with them when you got diagnosed. How they've had to adjust things in their lives. Um, they're your support group. You know, the doctors, the um, assistants, everybody out there is there when you can get them. Your family is there for you all the time. Yeah, yeah. And and that's you, you know, probably make me cry again, but yeah. I can handle it. Yeah. All right. So uh, without further ado. Hey, welcome to the What's Shaken Parkinson's podcast. Um, we have a very, very special guest today. It's Hal's son, Brian. Hey, Brian. Hi. Thanks for being here. We appreciate your time and uh, look forward to a little discussion. Yeah. Um, so, Brian, how old were you when your dad was diagnosed with Parkinson's? Um, I think it was 2016? Yeah. So, uh, that's longer than I thought. I was, uh, yeah, I was around 13, uh-huh. and um, I didn't really understand it fully back then, so, like, it was like, oh, like, my dad has a disease now, it's like, I gotta help him out, be more cautious about things, but um, I didn't really understand it fully, mm-hmm. and then as I got older, like, I saw, and I didn't, I, I even looked up some stuff, uh-huh. and just found out more about the disease. Sure. It's the, one of the advantages of the internet is that that information is available. Um, yeah. Sometimes uh, you have to kind of go through it and make sure what you're reading is accurate and not just someone's opinion, um, mm. which you know, are some of our episodes. We throw some opinions in here, but you know, we do try to keep the fact where possible and, and try to bring uh, guests in that are at least speaking from their own uh, trained experience or personal experience, as in your case. And um, you've always had, I, I know, a very active lifestyle, but involved in sports. And your dad was always uh, a participant in that, whether it was just going to games and supporting you or coaching. Didn't he coach um, baseball too? Softball? Yeah, baseball. He, he coached uh, my t-ball when I was really young and then uh, baseball even a little bit with uh, Mark Forrest, my friend Shane's grandfather. Uh-huh. And um, other sports like soccer, he would help my uh, friend Matt, his dad nice and yeah 
Yeah, we, we've always played a lot of sports growing up. We've talked in a couple of our episodes about our, our journeys in, in softball and boxing and whatever it was. Um, there used to be these things called pimple balls um, that were is a rubber ball and it had these little bumps on it. And you may have seen one. I don't know. They're still available. Um, they used to be like 10 cents and now they're probably $6. <laughs> and uh, it was the answer to every ball game you could play. The, the pimple ball and something. Um, it was a stick, sometimes a broken broomstick, where we'd play stick ball. And there we would um, paint a box on the wall of the schoolyard. And you have a pitcher and sometimes fielders, sometimes no fielders, and a, and a hitter with a stick. And if the ball hits the box and you take, it's a strike or an out. And if you hit it, you, know, you hit it with the stick. It would get a lot of backspin on it because you're hitting with such a, a small diameter um, obstacle. Uh, we would play wall ball where you just throw the ball against the wall and someone's got to catch it. We play step ball where you throw the ball against the step and someone's got to catch it. So wire ball where you throw it in the air and try to hit the wire, the overhead telephone wires, which are disappearing because of cable. Yeah. Uh, and um, just every version you could imagine of what you could do with a ball. Uh, box ball was another one. And we were the, you know, we didn't have the resources that are available today, so we had to make up our own. And we made up games, and not us particularly, you know, generation before us. And these were urban schoolyard games that everybody played. Uh, bottle caps was another one. I don't know if you ever heard of that. No. Uh, bottle caps was where you would take a cap off of a, a soda bottle, and you have a square you would paint on the ground or chalk on the ground, with different boxes in it, and the objective was to flick the bottle cap into those boxes, and, uh -huh. and it would be a team game, and well, think almost like pool, but on the ground more or less, and, and with your fingernail instead of with a pool cue and a ball. <laughs> um, so your dad and I played all that stuff, as, long, as well as, you know, all of our friends that you've known all your life. Um, so you went from a... Uh, reliance on parents as kids do all the time and at some point there's a transition in nearly everyone's life where they become a little more independent as they get older and they become a little more self-reliant um me being a late bloomer that probably happened a little later in age other than driving and getting out of the house because who doesn't want to get out of the house when they're 15 16 years old and yeah. able to start doing so but your self-reliance was probably forced on you a little sooner, wouldn't you say that? Yeah, it was, for sure. Yeah. Um, I was lucky enough to get my license, like, right when I was able to. Nice. So I started that right away, got out on the road, and mainly because I wanted to work. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to take myself to work and get money, save up for my own car. But nice. I guess you could say lucky and unluckily that I had my dad's car because sure. of the circumstances. Sure. But... I did have his car to use whenever, uh -huh. which I would go out like at nights and stuff besides work. But yeah, it was kind of pushed on me. Mm -hmm. And do you drive your dad around much? A little bit. Mm -hmm. Like when we get to fa family gatherings and stuff like dinners and lunches. Yeah. Cool. And I know your mom is you know, very busy with, with her grandparents, with her parents, um, who need a lot of help these days as well. Um, and when you're not working, again, you're sometimes the, the person there who's available for help. Yeah.
has the uncertainty over how effectiveness vaccines have been and whether they can start bringing people into school, whether they need to go on a flex schedule. Um, it's it's been a challenging thing, and just one more, I just want to acknowledge one more challenge and, and issue that you've had to deal with, uh, as everyone else has. But yeah, you know, throw one more thing on on top of that pile for you, and yeah, I, I hope your senior year goes as as great as it should, and you get to do all the the prom and the trip and graduation in a normal kind of a year instead of the poor people that had to go through it in 2020 and 2021. Yeah, thank you so much. Sure. I hope so, too. <laughs> All right, enjoy. Thanks. Yeah, previously had spoken with Brian and, and recorded that, uh, but, of course, nobody has heard that yet. So now we're going to um, interview Brenda, Hal's wife, and um, we'll add that to the episode with Brian, which, if you're listening, you probably already know that because we're airing them both together. Um, so, Brenda, uh, full disclosure, this is our third attempt, uh, not tonight, it's also our third attempt tonight. Um, right. it's, our, it's our third attempt to get your interview in. Uh, the first time I had foolishly just held a microphone up to my computer thinking it would pick that up. Um, obviously that did not work. Second time, I believe it was user error on your part. Um, so now we've got things rolling and um, this is episode 10, session 10 of our uh, first season. And as Hal and I have said, this is where we complete all of our rookie mistakes and start learning how to do things the right way. Right. Uh, so uh, Brian was able to um, kind of enlighten us on the challenges of living with a parent who's got um, uh, Parkinson's. Uh, some of the things that has um, required him to change his lifestyle, to become more self-sufficient, to make sure that he's around for house assistance at various times. Um, and um, he, he gave us you know, great insight and hopefully uh, provided some valuable information also to other children who are going through, um, whether they're Brian's age or, or even a little older. Um, where a parent has uh, developed Parkinson's and, and needs that kind of assistance. Uh, and he was very, um, just a very fresh uh, interview to um, have that perspective of someone where, you know, we're old people, we talk about <laughs> old people's problems. <laughs> uh, so you've had your own share of challenges uh, over the last few years. Um, yeah. Yeah, we uh, obviously, you know, Hal being uh, five years into his diagnosis now. Yeah. Um, a, a teenage son, uh, which presents its own challenges. Yeah. And two elderly parents uh, where, uh, unfortunately, we're, we're sad to say you just lost your father. Yeah. Um, and, and now, of course, you know, helping your mother navigate through these next phases. Um, so you have, uh, in, in one of our previous recordings, I used the analogy of how we're called the sandwich uh, generation. We're sandwiched between taking care of a child and taking care of a parent. Uh, and, and my child being a little older and, and no parents at this stage, you know, I, I've gone past that portion. Um, right. But you, you know, at least when I was at that stage, even though, my wife has uh, an MS, and a neurological disease, uh, not unlike Parkinson's in that realm. Um, she was not to the point where I needed to take 
full care of her or make sure that I'm around her all the time. She had much more of a degree of self-sufficiency. So even as my father was going through health issues, um, he was in Florida. I, you know, I was there back and forth a couple of times. Um, my daughter was a teenager, uh, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't the same as what you're dealing with. You've got you know, parents that are here that you've got to go be with. And while you're with your parents, then who's, you know, who's watching Hal? Um, and not that Hal always needs watching, but I, I totally understand. So can you kind of, you know, talk a little about that? Because I'm going on and on here. And we'd like oh, that's to get, okay. That's get okay. your feedback on that and, and how you've managed to deal with that and elements that have helped you through that. Well, actually, it, it's it been very challenging. Hal, at times, needs somebody here, and at times, he doesn't need somebody here. So many months back, um, you know, before his operation and after his operation, he did need some more help just to have somebody around, and I did need to go to my parents. And... Um, it was very difficult because while I was there, I was very worried about him. But we're very lucky to have um, good friends. You're 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 top on the list. That at times you were how was even at either at your house or um, or you were here, and you were actually working with him with the podcast. So that was really that was a big relief for me. And then we have um, the Sandlers. They they were a very very big part, and um, they were always coming and being with Hal, which sure. helped a lot, and um, other people also. But um, it, it it's been very difficult. It really has been. And by me, like I I would be doing things for my parents. And I would say, I would do what I have to. I would go to the store or get their prescriptions or do whatever in the house. Like on the weekend, my sister and I took turns. Um, one would come first thing in the morning, then somebody, then one would come at a different time. And then the lady that took care of my um, dad came later in the day. And there were times like I would have to run off right away. And I, I sort of resent that because I wish I would have had more time with my parents. And now with my father passing, there were things that I missed out on. And sure. um, I I sort of resent that relatives coming to visit and I wasn't there and they made some recordings of my father, which I'm supposed to hear. So it, it it's very difficult, but Hal needs me and I need to be with Hal. And sure. And when I'm not with him, I'm constantly calling him, which he gets tired of. Are you okay? Are you okay? There's times that he's great, and it's a relief. And Brian, he, you know, he he's around a lot, you know, helps out too, you know, either before work or things like that. So it's um, it's been hard. It's been very difficult. Sure, sure. Um, and we've talked about before on the podcast how, you need to build a team around you, and that's certainly what you just referred to. Uh, and and fortunately, you know, the the um, volume of that team is able to relieve you from time to time of of the physical being there. I know the mental being there, you will never let go of, which is why you you know you call how, which is why he relies on you, and and um, you know you're always there for him. 
but there is a, a group, and that group includes his physicians, that group includes his family, that group includes his friends, uh, and then next season we'll get much more into that day-to-day -day lifestyle um, and all those things that Hal does to uh, help hold things off and strengthen himself such as rock steady boxing, uh, physical therapy, um, the uh, thoracycle. Uh, right. so, yeah, all those things are are part of his treatment, his program. Um, he certainly seems to have the right mindset. How uh, right. has always been a person who's positive, uh, who gives of himself to others. You know, you mentioned you know we're we're there to, to support him. But it's paying him back for all those years that he has been there for everybody else. Right. Yeah, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And um, it's just, uh, he's a great person and absolutely. everybody wants to help. I mean, my brother-in-law, you know, George, the kids, everybody. I mean, they're always like, what can I do? What can I do? You know, my sister and I are busy with my parents and it's like, you know, everybody wants to help, sure. you know? And um, sometimes Hal just wants me. Yeah. He just feels more comfortable with me, which I understand. Mm. Um, he just gets, it's hard to describe. He gets in a certain way um, with his legs and his feet. And it's like, you know, I have to lift them. I have to position them. Sure. Um, and it's, you know, I know what to do. And it's just, you know, like, when kids are sick, they want their mommy, you know? Absolutely. And that's how I can explain it. Right. And, and how fortunately um, ha still has the ability, the capability to be able to tell you what's going on. To oh, yeah. you know, communicate very, very clearly, very thoroughly. Um, right. I have, um, you know, read about and certainly seen um, people with Parkinson's in a later stage that, uh, are not as as easily able to communicate. Um, they rely more on signals, nods, just looks. Where you, know, you two right. know each other so well that you would understand what a look from him would mean. No, I mean, I mean to look at how at time you would never know it. I right. mean, he is good. Um, right now, he has a little setback with some things. Hopefully, we'll be able to fix next week. Um, but other than that he really is doing a lot better. Absolutely. And I've seen that. Yeah. Um, you know, I, and I really feel once they figure out what's going on now that, you know, he'll be okay. Yeah. Yeah, I truly think so. But he'll be better than he was. Exactly. I think Tuesday is when he goes in. Tuesday we do a virtual. Good. Good. Yeah, so, so keep, keep my fingers crossed. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's very frustrating for him. Of course, uh, you know, more than anybody, he's the one yeah. who who is restricted. Um, right, very to, restricted. He doesn't like it. And doesn't have it. I mean, he wants to drive, and I said, you got to get things straightened out before you could drive. You know, I'm his driver, mm -hmm. and um, and it's hard because I work. I have to work around what he needs. You know, like rock steady boxing, and right. you know, other things that he needs to go to. Uh, you know, I need I need to take them. Sure. So um, it it is very hard, but he he has um, he has helped a lot of people. You know, with the podcast and somebody actually I used to work with, unfortunately, um, has it 
Parkinson's now, and he spoke to him. Yes, and um, we introduced the podcast, and he, he he was very happy to know some things, and and it, it just has helped other people. Good. Yeah, I actually um, uh, heard Hal speaking with him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and uh, we'll, um, that will be season three. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Where, where we get into... Um, interviewing some other people that have Parkinson's looking at uh, how all their experiences are so we can help people understand that there is not just one way that this affects people, um, that everyone is going to have it differently, perceive it differently, uh, have different challenges than everyone else. But we're offering, can't call them small, summer solutions. Certainly DBS is a solution. Um, It is a solution. It is, uh, and physical therapy is a solution, and rock steady boxing solutions to help you get closer to what living a normal life is, and right. to and to keep your your health and your sanity for as long as you possibly can, because uh, right. until there's some kind of cure, which we don't know when that's going to be, after a whole lot of research, a whole lot of money spent, um, right. there will there will be ways that people will find out of this dark area into uh, into a, a back to a normal life again. I just keep my fingers crossed. I know that I spoke to some people that know other people that had the DBS and they said, it takes time, it takes mm-hmm. time. So we're trying to have patience. Sure. I mean, this one setback now that Hal has, I think if we can get over that, that we can, you know, move forward a little bit more. Right, yeah, they did say six months. Um, yeah. So by the time this episode is, is live, <laughs> yeah. um, we, he will have had that next session and uh, we'll be able to update that in our uh, pre- or post-interview comments. But Brian is a big help. Um, there's times when I drive up or, uh, or we're down here and Hal can't get out of the car and Brian's around. Mm-hmm. Brian will come and help him walk or carry him you know, to where he needs to be. And the other night, Hal had a problem with walking, and Brian's telling me what to do about uh-huh. having, you know, you're walking the wrong way with him. This is what you have to do. <laughs> so he has he has a knack for it. He, he really he does. does. That's good. So I had, yeah. a passion, I had a passion for it, for what I understand. So maybe... Yes, I don't know better. if he'll pursue. Hal wants him to look into physical therapy. I don't know about that, but... Um, it's something to think about because yeah. he does have a way with him. He really does. Sure. And I understand you're scheduling college visits shortly? Uh, yes. We have yeah. two of them coming up finally. Yes. Awesome. Awesome. Yes. And, yes. Yeah. And that's another thing that's hard. It's like being maybe selfish and I don't want Brian to go far away. Sure. You know, I mean, I need, I, I feel he needs to start out right here, but in the future, I really want him around mm-hmm. now. Yeah, unfortunately, that's not our choices to make for our kids. No, I know. <laughs> I know. I mean, we'll see. We'll see what's down the road. Sure. Yeah, didn't Park- make it easy on my parents. I know that. And then, and then <laughs> I took off. <laughs> Parkinson's, though, um, when I first heard how I had Parkinson's, I got, I mean, it's not a fun thing to have, but I got really scared because my grandfather had it. Mm-hmm. And back in those way days, the way they treated it was different, and the way he was um, was not good, and sure. it really scared me. Sure. And um, 
But I don't know why you hear more and more people getting Parkinson's now. Yeah, um, we've talked about that with uh, with a couple neurologists. It's um, the ability to diagnose. Um, I, I don't know that the the rate is higher. It's just that we become more aware of it uh, because they they have better ways of realizing what someone has at an earlier stage, rather than them you know suffering for years and and then passing away and and posthumously someone being able to you know do a study and say oh yes they had Parkinson's. Yeah, and and I mean, there's no testing at all. They just right. watch how you walk and everything and the, your ways about you, and um, which I don't know. And, and I know now more they have found out more things with chemicals have made people have Parkinson's, and that's a big part of it too. And another thing that bothered me that I had asked someone, they said, no, you know, how you hear about people dying from Parkinson's. And I actually, I spoke to Carl about it and he said, no, people right. do not die from Parkinson's. They may have something else that happened to them. And they also have Parkinson's. So they say they died from Parkinson's. Right. But, but it's not the cause of death. Right, right, but you right. don't die from Parkinson's. Right. Because that right. bothers me when I hear and, and read about that. It really does. Sure. But he, he said no. No, and, and yeah, and MS is the same way. You know, people do not die from it. They have other complications and right. they are further exacerbated by the MS or by the Parkinson's. Um, right. But it, it is not a, a fatal um, issue in itself. Yeah, I mean, I have a very good friend that has a mess, and you would never know it. Mm -hmm. I mean, you would never know it at all. And thank God, you know, Felicia, she's touch wood, she's looking well and doing well. Yes, yeah, she is. Yeah, Med medication has been wonderful for her. Yeah, and unfortunately, Hal wants to get off a lot of medications, and it doesn't seem like he can. Sure. He has so many medications. And, and um, yeah, and Carl did say that as well. He said, you know, there's some people after DBS that will be able to right. cut back or eliminate, and some don't. And, you know, we don't know yet. Like we said, it's still way too early in that right. stage to, to determine whether how we'll continue to be relying on all the meds that he's on now or be able to reduce some of that. Exactly. And, you know, I hope he can. I mean, try so hard. Like yesterday, in boxing, I mean, he was hitting, the, you know, really hard. I, I I told him he shouldn't hit so hard. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he thinks he's back in the years before when he was doing the actual boxing. Right. But but he does. I I my heart goes out because he tries so hard and he wants a normal life. And you know, I wish there was some kind of part-time job we can do at home to, you know, keep his mind and keep something more, you know, in its life going. Sure. And it's it's like, you know, at times we think, oh, we'll go out here and there, but you really can't because, like, before you know it, it's time for his meds. He can't do this. He can't do that. So we don't have a really big window. Managing uh, time, by, I have seen, has been the, the, one of the most difficult things for him. Yeah. Unfortunately, you know, knowing, knowing when the meds are going to work, when they're not going right. to work, when you should take them to see if, you know, a half hour from now, you'll be ready to do something. It, it right. is it is a very difficult thing that, again, the hope is that this is stabilized somewhat by the DBS 
and it becomes much less reliant on that that time clock. I'm just hoping. I'm just praying. Yeah. We'll continue to give updates on that. Uh, and hopefully we'll have you back um, maybe you know, in session uh, or after season three. Um, okay. Take a look at, at how uh, how's progress and, um, and your progress and <laughs> Brian's progress. And uh, at that point, Brian will probably be, uh, have chosen where he's going to go, be wrapping oh, up yeah. his senior year. Um, so we look forward to getting to that point. Um, yeah. th Brenda, thank you. I, I thank you. so appreciate your your openness um, that you're what Hal and and you and Brian are willing to contribute for the sake of making other people feel better or at least understand things. And the not knowing is is way worse than than anything. Um, yes. Until you know what is going on, you can't treat things. Um, until you understand what people are going through you can't have empathy for them um, right. but so you know thank you for for making yourselves available to to me to our audience and uh, and we'll continue providing you know, guidance insight and hopefulness for people well we're a family of wanting to try to help people even though what you know we're going through and um, I thank you for everything that you've done and do for how and doing this podcast and um, for being the great friend that you are and for being, like I said, for being there. Yeah. And as I said, yeah, how's always been there for everyone. So there there's, you know, it's giving back. Um, fortunately, I, you know, I'm healthy and figured out enough technology to be able to get yeah. this going despite all the little <laughs> glitches. Um, so we'll only get better at that part of it. Okay, thank you. All right, thanks again, Brenda. Take care. Then. All right, bye-bye. Bye. Hell, -bye. you. So we got to hear Brian. We got to hear Brenda. Uh, got to hear him talk about you. Got to hear him talk about themselves. Um, you didn't get to hear either of them yet, so you're, you're winging this yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> But I think you know what they would say. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to be in tears again. It was Pipe McGowan, man. Pipe McGowan. But, you know, I'm lucky. I, I've got you. Know, I've got great friends. i got great family. And, uh... Yeah, we're all here for you. We're all going to make sure that, you know, we're, we're available. If you need us, just call. You, you know that. I know that. I know that. Yeah. Um, so you're wearing a rock steady shirt today, T-shirt. But you haven't got... Have you been able to do anything online? Or not with the shoulder at this point? Nah, nah. Yeah. It's like, you know, I've done doctor... Doing things with one one side, uh -huh. but you, know, you can't even do it right because you can't do you know, certain exercises. You can't do sure. So I mean, um, I'm all screwed up. I mean, um, can't exercise. Um, yeah, I'm big on that. I was doing that three you know three right. times a week for right. for years. So uh, so that's put to the side, and like everything's put to the side. I got I gotta get my goals and I gotta get out there. I gotta start working. Mm -hmm. And um, I got to feel like I'm being productive, and I, and I haven't been. Yeah, you're, not, you're not doing any one-hand pull-ups, one-hand push-ups? No, no, no. Especially I, since it's your left, it's your good one right now. Yeah. yeah. I can't even um, shoot one-hand pull. Uh-huh. You know, so, uh, and Brian's been shooting a lot of pull lately. Oh, yeah? Yeah, nice. so, so I, I, nice. I'd like to, uh, you know, keep his butt you on You can play left-handed bottle caps. Is it lefty? You, no, I you can try it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I can't play left anymore. Yeah. 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 Just yeah. a matter of getting the touch down. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that, man. <laughs> that was a fun game. I think I, even in uh, the interview with Brian, as, as you listened to it, I think we even talked about that as one of the games 
we used to play. Oh, right. Really? Yeah, yeah, it was so much fun. Yeah. Put yeah. wax inside the Make it nice and smooth. Yeah, I mean, it was like, you just create your own thing. Yeah. Create your own game and, um, you know, call it wire ball, call it this ball, sure. that ball. Ball ball, step yeah. ball, curve ball, yeah, box ball. ball. It's, it's the greatest what, living start up in the Northeast. We had a lot of F fun. Ball. Yeah, we had a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah no doubt. Quite a uh, quite a life that I would not have traded the way we grew up for for anything. No, I wouldn't. I mean, I made, made some mistakes. Who hasn't? Uh -huh. I had a lot of fun and um, yeah, and uh, just good stuff. Yeah. So speaking of mistakes, so we finished uh, our first season, and uh, there were you know some some gaps we had in there. Sure. Uh, it took a while to get things up. I, I think I lost about five or six weeks trying to get through some of the way the feed was supposed to get out mm -hmm. uh, and how it was formatted. Um, the first interview that I, I recall that we did, which we'll be um, releasing next season, um, was, I, I know it was bad. I'm just cringing waiting to till I get to the point where I have to edit that one. It was the interview with Kate. Yeah. Uh, and she was wonderful and, and, you know, was able to do her part of it as we bumbled through our part of it. And uh, I know I'll have... Uh, a, well, I think I remember Kate's interview, um, excuse me, I'm sorry, but it's like she sort of like gave us questions or asked things, sort of that into other, other things. Yeah, yeah, so she was, segued well for yeah, us. Yeah, and I don't yes. know if that was like just the way she talks or if that was on purpose. Uh -huh. I, think, I don't think it was. No, I think she knew that we, you know, we're struggling and, yeah. and here, let me through, you know, and, help you through this. And Kate was great. Yeah, yeah. And she had a baby. Um, yes, yeah, she did tell me yeah, that. That's great. I'm assuming she did. She, yeah. was, she was doing, um, you know, in September, I think it was. No, right. thanks. Yeah, um, so our audience, that's Kate Jaffe, who is a house physical therapist for, um, not the same therapist you're going to be going to for your yeah, arm, but the one yeah. who's been visiting you at home and working with you. Right, yeah, right. she worked for me um, um, for about six months, twice, um, for, uh, you know, she, she was through, well, she was, they're all connected, the, um, you know, all, all the, um, all, all the healthcare people sure. and, and uh, everything, sure. so. Even with Rocksteady, it was yeah, all, yeah. all part of that loop. Well, she became friendly with the people at Rocksteady right. and networked herself and got some things that they didn't do. Uh -huh. I mean, it's a, it's a really growing um, it's growing thing, the Rocksteady things in Philadelphia. And, and That's it, great. And it's going to have to it's go help out. a lot of people. It's going to help yeah. a lot of people. Yeah. Hopefully, people get pick us up. So, something else, also. Yeah. And that'll be the uh, kind of the overall concept of what we'll be doing next season. It will be those things to help you help yourself, like we had said uh, before this yes. interview. Um, physical therapy, rock steady. Uh, we'll talk about, uh, we'll have an architect who could talk about modifying your living quarters to yes. uh, make it more uh, compliable for yeah, you. Yeah, looking forward to that. Yeah. Um, just a lot of those daily life skills. And we'll get into uh, to those um, in our next session. Uh, I think maybe we, we sit together again and kind of, after it'll be three to four weeks, we'll sit down after the holidays, kind of talk about where you're at and, uh, and give a, a, a deeper uh, look into what next season's going to be. Um, I, some of those other mistakes I know were, uh, I, I butchered a few of the splices. Um, we had the one that went out uh, with Dan Bacali, session eight, where I had thought I fully edited it. Mm -hmm. And when I did my final pasting of the, uh, the song at All the right. end, right. the outro, to the end of our outtake, mm -hmm. 
I went back and listened to his, and apparently I took an older version and put it into what we had done because uh. it, it did have a lot of, of fluff and, and all going to the end. There were some things that got a little political that if I had edited, I probably would have edited some of those out. Okay. Um, I don't think they were you know detrimental in any way. It's you know, We talk about the way we feel, and yeah, we exactly. want people to understand that. Yeah. Um, I know uh, with Steve's, you know, again, that, that wasn't the best editing either. Um, the, I had spliced it so many times. Uh, we, so with Steve's, first we talked so much before we got started, yeah, and right. then we ran out of time at the end. Right. Uh, then I had to come back to him, bring him on again, and I forgot to record the second part. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so then I got to do it a third time. And between all those, I had already done editing. And when you edit, you end up instead of a, uh, I haven't learned how to make it as a continuous loop. Okay. So it's all little fragments. Uh, and you have to keep dragging each of those fragments. And, and I dragged some past the others, and they were all discombobulated. Yeah. I had to go back through and pull each little piece out and, and redo it. So... Hopefully all those things are uh, lessons that we've learned through the first season and uh, we like, get better. Sounds like an old acid trip or something. <laughs> and uh, Let me tell you, Frank, you're a perfectionist and you, you, did, you did a very good job. Oh, you try, know, did try you make, the best. Did you make mistakes? Sure, we all make mistakes. Oh, yeah. You know, but I mean, you, you, you certainly did things like Dan too. And, um, you know, and uh, that's... Yeah, we sort of complement each other. Oh, no doubt. Yeah, yeah so... Yeah. Um, I'm looking forward a lot to next season. Yeah, so am I. So we'll am be I. able to, to continue to offer and, and take in a few weeks just to appreciate some time off the holidays. I'll be able to do a little more splicing on my end. Um, we'll have this one out, um, I would think, by the middle of this coming week if I don't get a chance tonight or tomorrow. To okay, great. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Great. I'm looking forward to it. Same. Yeah. All right, so everybody, um, enjoy your holiday and... Um, Happy New Year, and we'll be back with Season 2 of the What's Shaken Partisan Podcast. Stay in touch. We need you and we love you. Shaken Parkinson's Podcast. We'd love to hear from you, so please check us out on Facebook at What's Shaken Parkinson's Podcast. You can also email us at What's Shaken Podcast at protonmail.com. 